This is In the Zone, your home for Salina Sports Talk. High school sports, Kansas Wesleyan and Bethany, KU, K-State, and Wichita State. Wait, is there anything these guys don't cover? You're in the zone. up welcome into in the zone today here on sports radio 1150 ksal 106.7 as well on the fm dial i am jackson schneider joined by james westling today james you've been in and out of the office living up your summer and finally i get you back in the studio because we've got football it's uh, it's july the 6th we have our Big 12 preseason poll out officially as of this afternoon, and I was not letting you out of the office today without talking about it. I have to have you here for it. Yeah, I just uh, texted you earlier about the Phil Steele college football yes. preview. When does that hit shelves? Apparently it's already out. It is usually after the 4th of July is when I kind of settle into yeah. football mode because all the preseason polls come out, media days all happen around the same time throughout the month of July. SEC is always first, and then the Big 12 and the ACC, and it just kind of trickles down from there. So this time of year, usually the conference realignment stuff is all over. All that talk is passed, and we can actually focus on the X's and O's, and the actual football part, which is by far my favorite part. Yeah. So I'm strapped in, and I'm, I'm ready to go. Dude, I, I'm fired up. Like, when I filled out my ballot and I sent it in a couple of weeks ago, that kind of got my juices flowing a little bit. But now that I, we have, like, the discussion points of where actually everyone falls in this poll and all the players that were mentioned in the, in the uh, preseason list that came out yesterday, like, I'm ready to talk football nonstop now. And I know we can't really do that for the next two months until the season starts, but it's definitely amping up now because then next week I go to Big 12 Media Days and we're going to get all those interviews with coaches and players and media members and all that. Like, this is one of my favorite times of the summer because it just gets you so excited for the fall. And I have I have yet to get my magazine, like you mentioned, but we are in the process, at least, of getting our friend Phil Steele on the show like we did last summer to preview the season. So I'll have to we'll have to get our, our magazines before we have him on the show because it'll just make for better conversation. But let's let's start with the breaking news from today. The Big 12 poll, the preseason media poll has been released and the number one team is the Texas Longhorns. They received a league-high 41 first-place votes and 886 total points. Right behind them, finishing just a little less than 30 points below Texas, is your defending champion Kansas State Wildcats, number two in the poll for the Cats, which is their highest pick in the preseason poll since the Big 12 got rid of divisions over a decade ago now. And I think if you go back even further, it's the first time they were picked within the top two in like 15 years yeah. almost. It was 2004 yeah. the last time they were picked. It's even almost two. 20 years then, geez. Which 2004 was not a great year no. because it was coming off the 2003 Big 12 championship and they had a bunch of injuries and Dylan Meyer at quarterback got hurt and you had the rotation of him and Alan Webb and it was kind of the the downfall of Bill Snyder's first run at K-State. So let's hope that doesn't happen this year. Now, uh, Oklahoma was picked third. They 
were 100 points total behind K-State and 10 first place votes back. But Texas Tech was not far behind. They also, like Oklahoma, got four first place votes, 729 points. Closely followed by them is in fifth place is TCU, three first place votes and 729 total points. And then you get a bit of a drop off. There's about 150 points difference between fifth place TCU and sixth place Baylor. But in seventh place, 100 points below Baylor, Oklahoma State at 470 somehow received a first place vote, James. And that seems to be the biggest eyebrow raiser when looking at this. Because one, six teams getting a first place vote means that this league is, as usual, going to be very, very solid. And there's going to be a lot of talented teams. But Oklahoma State, coming off of how they finished last year, that certainly seems like a little bit of a surprise to me. Uh, Other notes, though, UCF, the highest newcoming team at picked eighth. Uh, Just behind them, just two points behind is Kansas in ninth, ISU in tenth. Uh, Then it's BYU, Houston, Cincinnati, and West Virginia bringing up the rear with a league-low 129 points. Looking at this poll here, James, what's the first thing that sticks out to you? Well, I think the first thing is the parity throughout the league this year. I can't tell on the surface if the Big 12 is going to be up or if it's going to be down from where it was a season ago. I think last year, in terms of the Blue Bloods in the conference, it was a disappointing year. Texas didn't live up to expectations. Oklahoma, uh, under first-year coach Brent Venables, had a really disappointing season. Obviously, Kansas State was good, and we knew going into last season here locally that K-State had potential to compete for a Big 12 championship, and they go on to win it. TCU in the national championship game was obviously great for the conference, but the previous season they weren't even a bowl team and had fired Gary Patterson. So last year there were a lot of surprises, and I think this year the league looks even more open to me here in the middle of summer than it did a season ago. I think there's a lot of teams that are going to finish very different from where their preseason projection lies, and I think that there's going to be surprise teams like a TCU Last year, I'm not saying somebody that's picked middle of the pack is going to play for the national championship game, but I think there are teams that are anywhere from 4 to 14 that could end up uh, in the top two. I just think this league is very even and very wide open this season, and a lot of that has to do with guys that departed last year. A lot of it has to do with the fact that this league had a really strong showing in the transfer portal, and the league, there were teams that, that weren't very good defensively last year that I think will be a lot better this year, that will kind of tighten the screws on that side of the ball because traditionally uh, they have been. My my big thing is the top teams. Like there, To me, there is that log jam. Like you talk about the parity. There's like the top five seem to be like the consensus. Like these are the teams we think can and should be really good. But it's that middle log jam from like anywhere between Baylor to about Kansas, that five through nine that I'm really looking at. Because if you look at last year, I did a little research earlier. The teams that finished one or, or were picked, I should say, one, two, and three in the Big 12 last year, Baylor, OU, and OSU, finished with a combined conference record of 10 and 11. Yeah. And it was that next middle crop of Texas, K-State, and TCU who were 4, 5, and 7 that were the really solid teams in the league last year. Um, but to me, 
this middle portion, just like you said, like it's going to come down to who actually performs defensively because talk about some of the better defenses in the league. Like K-State, for my money, has one of the best consensus defenses in the league this year alongside Texas. But what teams are actually going to put up good defensive numbers? Because there's a handful of teams in the Big 12 last year that were decent that allowed 28, 30, 35 points per game last year. So defense is going to obviously be important as it always is in football. And I do, I, I almost skipped over this note when I mentioned how Kansas was picked ninth. So I'm going to bring this up. It is the first time, James, that Kansas has not been picked last since 2010. And they get picked ninth out of 14, which yeah. to me is a little interesting because KU had four. Players yesterday picked on the preseason All-Big 12 team, including the Offensive Player of the Year in Jalen Daniels, which raises another interesting question. The last time an Offensive Player of the Year was on the ninth place preseason team seems a little strange to me, but I do think he has the talent to warrant that pick. Yeah, I do too. Um, I'm actually a big Jalen Daniels fan. I know that his numbers fluctuated greatly from the first five weeks of the season to when KU started playing some tougher competition. But you also got to remember, he got injured. He was beat up the back half of the season and put on a show in the bowl game against an Arkansas team that, that didn't quite live up to expectations in the SEC, but their strength was their secondary, and Jalen Daniels just torched them. So I, I look at the other quarterbacks that that could have been considered. You know, I don't think Will Howard played enough games. Dylan Gabriel, same thing. Oklahoma also wasn't winning when he was on the field. Yeah. Quinn Ewers is the only other player that I think could have been considered for uh, not just Player of the Year, but first team quarterback in in the Big Twelve. But KU, I felt like, and we can get into to more of this in just a second, but being picked ninth out of 14 teams, remember, this league is is four teams greater than it was last year. There's only one newcomer that's picked above KU. Yep. So if this was last year's poll, uh, KU would have been picked preseason eighth out of 10 teams. Personally, I feel like that's a slap in the face. I felt like KU, when they were healthy, were, were one of the top half uh, teams in the Big 12, they went to a bowl game, uh, gave us a, a great show in the bowl game, maybe the best bowl game, uh, certainly up to that point that we had, had seen during the bowl season. And I just feel like KU has the pieces to be better than they were last year. So uh, to be picked where they were, I, I felt like was was pretty disrespectful considering what Lance Leipold did last season. I, I agree with all of that. But my, my thought, and I've talked about this on the show a few times over the last few weeks, is that Kansas can and should, and in all likelihood, will be a better overall team than they were last year. But the schedule that they got is really difficult. And my friend Derek Johnson, who's the host of Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN in Lawrence, brought this up earlier on Twitter, and that Kansas, everything around them points to being a better team. They return their head coach, their offensive coordinator, their defensive coordinator, their quarterback back, mass starters returning. So everything there says they should improve on their six wins from a season ago. But they play... The number one, number two, number three, number four, number seven, number eight, number 10, number 11, and number 13 teams 
in scheduling this year. So out of 14, they play five of the top seven. Whereas out of comparison, Oklahoma plays number one, number five, and number seven from the top half of the league. Oklahoma State only plays number two and number three from the top half of the league. So KU, by the luck of the draw and how this 14-team scheduling format works out this year, just got the short end of the the straw, you know, uh, short end of the stick for who they have to play. So they could very well be a much better team than they were last year when they won six games and miss a bowl game just based on who they play alone because of how the schedule just didn't fall in their favor this year. I mean, they don't play West Virginia. They don't play Houston. They they just kind of got a, a tough draw there, and because of that, I think that's why you see them get picked a little bit lower and why I tend to lean that even though I think they'll be a better team than they were last year, I think KU is much more likely to win five games this season than they are to win seven. Yeah, I get that argument. You know, I know that the strength of schedule analytically, you can look at the numbers, but I look at their schedule and I think it's very doable. I just ran through the numbers. I had them at eight and four. I think this is going to be a really good football team. Um, They've got Missouri State and Illinois at home in the non conference. Then they go at Nevada. They won at Houston last year, who finished eight and five. I know that at Nevada is a little bit scary. Illinois preseason, I've seen them ranked in some polls, but that game's in Lawrence. I think KU wins that game. And they play BYU and UCF at home. They get Oklahoma at home. I'm not saying they're going to beat OU, but if you're going to play Oklahoma, it's best to have them at home. They play Texas Tech at home, who I'm not sold on yet. They play Kansas State at home. Their road games in conference play at Texas, that'll be a tough one. That's a loss. But at Oklahoma State, uh, at Iowa State, and at Cincinnati – If this team is as talented as I believe they can be and stay healthy, I think they can win three of those four road games. I really do. There's no reason why they can't beat Oklahoma State, Iowa State, and Cincinnati. Maybe that's a pipe dream, but I just think that you've got the preseason offensive player of the year at quarterback. Most of your offensive line comes back, which was one of the best in the country last season. They do have some some holes on defense, um, but in terms of number of guys coming back, the defense should be better, and it was better last year than it was the season yeah. before. That's just me believing in Lance Leipold being a defensive guy and figuring it out. Now, the holes they have is they lost all four starters on the defensive line. It's a huge concern. Yeah, uh, The way these Big 12 offenses are built, if you don't have a defensive line, you're not going to beat anybody. So that's a huge area of concern for me. But I don't know what they did in the transfer portal. I don't know what kind of depth they had from a season ago. I'll start doing research on that. But if they can get the defensive line shirt up, they had the offensive line figured out last year. I think this team can – I think they can be really good. I, I think they can. And I, I've talked about how them winning anywhere between five and eight games, none of those outcomes would really shock me. Same here. Because it just depends on a lot of things. Like health the, the and, yeah. health and just – you know. I feel lame saying this, but like weather conditions and like all these random things that influence every game day on a, on a Big 12 Saturday. But you mentioned the start to their schedule. I, I think there's no reason Kansas can't be 4-0 heading to play at Texas. I mean, Missouri State, Illinois, and Nevada, and then you open Big 12 Conference play with BYU at home. 
Like to me, those are all four very winnable games. And I, even if you go three and one with a loss to an Illinois team who's supposed to be a pretty decent team in the Big Ten this year, that's a respectable start. But if you start four and zero, oh, it's house money then at that point because you still host UCF, you host OU, you host Texas Tech, you host K State, and you mentioned the Iowa State and Oklahoma State and the Cincinnati Road games. A lot of those can become coin flips yep. on a week-to-week basis for the same reasons we mentioned. I mean, Oklahoma State can and should be a very solid team. I mean, somebody picked them first in the league for crying out loud. But last year, they were a top-10 team before everybody on their roster got hurt and they fell apart. So that could happen, and you could win in Stillwater for similar circumstances, or you could lose if that falls in your way. But I've told a lot of my friends this, that if Kansas has five wins— going into their last game at Cincinnati, I I will push all my chips to the center of the table <laughs> and say they will win games. Because Lance Leipold, with that on the line versus what's expected to be a pretty down Cincinnati team this year, just because of them elevating to the Big 12, and that's, I think, widely expected for a lot of these new teams, that they're going to have a, a year or two of some struggles just to get up to speed. Like, if Cincinnati has three or four wins and can't play for a bowl game and Kansas has nothing to lose to get to a bowl game, I'm taking Lance Leipold six ways from Sunday and getting it done there. So it kind of depends to me on how it all falls. But if they've only got those four wins heading into that game, I don't know, five wins maybe on the season seems like a safe floor to me, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think that we're probably on the same page in terms of them being somewhere between five and eight wins. I do think they go to a bowl. I mean, remember last year they got off to the strong start. Jalen Daniels got hurt. They needed one win down the stretch. And was it Oklahoma State that they just absolutely destroyed in Lawrence and got that sixth win and got to a bowl game? And even though they didn't win the bowl game, it felt like a win just the way they played uh, with that comeback against Arkansas. So... I don't know. I, I I don't see them being worse than they were a season ago when you factor in, yeah, they have to play some teams that are preseason picked highly in this poll, but I just feel like these new teams are going to get picked on. I think Cincinnati, Houston, BYU, now I think UCF's going to be pretty good and competitive, but those other schools I think are going to have a tough time winning games this year, especially road games. And KU gets most of them at home. They play at Cincinnati, which if you're going to have a road game, that's a pretty good road game to have to wrap up the year. It took, if you remember, you know, back when TCU and West Virginia joined the Big 12, it took about three years before TCU became a really solid team. I mean, I I pulled it up. They went 7-6 and overall and four and five in their first year in league and in the second year they dropped off a little bit four and eight and two and seven and then they turned out a 12 and one season and 11 two season and since then they've got two more 11 plus one seasons including what they did last year to get to the national championship game so give them a year or two you know the each of these teams but I genuinely believe that in two to three years time UCF and BYU, can become some of the best programs in the country because they've already proven that they can compete on very high levels. And you could say the same, obviously, for Cincinnati and for Houston in different time periods as well. But I feel like on a consistent basis, especially, BYU is always a top 25 program or or thereabouts 
Canon has been. So I think those two big brands are are your sleeping giants. It's just going to take a little bit of time before you get to that level. And I, and I feel like that we've seen that happen in several other conferences. I mean, conference realignment happens darn near every year mm-hmm. at this point, and it just kind of takes some time for you to adjust to your competition and adjust to the style of play because the Big 12 is very offensively talented. It's going to take a toll on your defense right away. You got to figure out ways to combat that, but I'm just I'm so excited for this league. It's going to be so much fun and in the future it's only going to get better. But what do you say we take a break? We I've got some questions for you still on this poll, but we'll save that for the next segment. Okay. Um so let's do that. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to In the Zone here on Sports Radio 1150 KSAL and 106.7 FM. Welcome back to In the Zone today here on Sports Radio 1150 KSAL. Our Thursday show today brought to you by In My Home, the home health division of OCCK, your local provider for skilled nursing, home health aid, physical speech, and occupational therapy, and it's all provided in the comfort of your home. Choose In My Home as your home health provider for quality health services. Jackson Schneider and James Westling today on a big news day because the Big 12 preseason poll came out earlier this afternoon and we had a lengthy discussion about a lot of where these teams sit and and what we kind of expect now with the Big 12 season less than two months away, James. But I have some some quiz questions for you here just to see where your head's at. Uh, But the first one is looking at this Big 12 preseason media poll, who's too high? Well, there are two teams that I've highlighted here that I think are too high. I think you could make a case for about half of the teams in this poll. But the first team that sticks out to me, and it might sound crazy that a team that played for the national championship game a season ago and is preseason picked fifth out of 14 teams would still be too high, but I think they are, TCU. Um, I look at what they did last year, and I felt like when – uh, Kendra Miller, the running back, was off the field. And when Quentin Johnston, the receiver, both NFL draft picks, Johnston went in the first round, top 20 pick in the most recent draft. When those guys were off the field, TCU was a very average football team. Max Duggan uh, had the best year of his career yeah. by far. I just feel like with those three, those were their big three. Uh, I think without those three, this is a very different football team. And I kind of felt like last year was a fluke. They won a bunch of close games. They were on the ropes in several games, including the KU game. And uh, they lost, obviously, in the Big 12 championship to K-State. Every game they played in went down to the wire. And they just kept finding ways to come out on top. I don't think that's going to be the case. The defense wasn't that great a season ago. They still gave up a lot of points. So I think TCU has a major come-back-down-to-earth season where they win six or seven games, maybe even less. I think they're a bowl team, but that's about it. I just think that uh, that TCU is going to have a huge drop-off. I would have them like eighth on okay. my preseason poll. All right, You said you had two. Is there another yeah, one? The other one's Texas Tech. Uh, Texas really? Tech is preseason picked fourth. Now, I know they've got their quarterback coming back and Tyler Sloth. 
Uh, they returned six starters on defense. They won their last four games. It's year two of Joy, Joey McGuire, who played a big role in elevating Baylor to where they ended up two seasons ago. But I'm just not 100% sold yet on Texas Tech. You know, this is a team that barely went to a bowl. To have them fourth in the preseason poll, I just feel like is a little too high. I think they'll be middle of the pack. I think they'll be a bowl team. But uh, Tech and TCU, four and five in the poll, I-, I think are just too high. I, You know, I don't disagree with either of those. I, I will say that... I feel like because of the success TCU had last year, the, that kind yep. of led to some transfer portal success. So I'm a little more lenient on that one. But Texas Tech, to me, the buzz that they have is in recruiting right now. And I feel like a trap that a lot of people fall in is that recruiting buzz in their minds leads to on-field success right away. Yeah, But it's going to take two to three years to truly see recruiting success out of high school right now because of the transfer portal and because of the just general trajectory of developing players like it's going to take a bit so I'm, I'm a little bit slower on Texas Tech I, I think I would agree to that as well and my poll I still did have them at fourth but it was like a, a fourth more that I'm not as high on some of those middle tier teams, if that makes sense. Uh, but let's let's flip this and let's talk about who's too low because I know you have a couple of those as well. Well, I've got Kansas as the number one team that I think is too low. I think KU is going to finish in the top six of this conference. Um, Jalen Daniels, if he stays healthy, I do believe is one of the top two, three quarterbacks in this conference. The offensive line was borderline elite last year. I mean, they did things that were top 10 in the country in numerous statistical categories all season long, even when the competition got stiffer. They provided uh, a lot of protection even when Jalen Daniels was hurt, which I believe is why Jason Bean had such a, a successful season as a backup. And those guys are back. Defense should be better. This is more just me putting trust in Lance Leipold in his third year, improving on the defensive side of the football. They still weren't good last year defensively, but they were a lot better than they were the season before. We talked about this last segment about, you know, they do have to replace all four starters on their defensive line. But if they can do that, you know, they have depth at linebacker. Their secondary was pretty good a season ago. A lot of those guys are back. I just think that that KU is going to be a top six team in this new 14-team league. So they're number one. Uh, The other team that I would say is maybe a little bit too low, uh, I had pinned UCF, but I think I pinned them for your next question. So I think right now I'm just going to stick with KU. You know, I I think Baylor, Oklahoma State are total wild cards to me. You know, Baylor should be better. They only went 6-7 and seven last year. They've got Blake Shapin back at quarterback, but their defense gave up 31 points per game last Oof. season in Big 12 play. It was bad. Remember the year before, they feasted on turnovers, yeah. and last year, the ball just didn't bounce their way. Um, so Baylor, I think, you know, they have an all-Big 12 running back. They have a good offensive line. Uh, maybe they could be a little bit better than sixth and bounce back from what they did a season ago. But I think KU is the number one team to me that stands out that they're just way too low at ninth on, on, on this preseason poll. I, I can agree to that, but I, I want you mentioned it, so let's get right into it. Who's the best new team? There are four new faces in the conference, Cincinnati, Houston, BYU, and UCF. 
Is it UCF? Is that where your head's at? Yeah, it's UCF. And and I think I pinned UCF as maybe being a team that was preseason picked too low at eighth out of 14 teams. I know they're coming over from the American Athletic Conference, but UCF played in the AAC championship game against Tulane, and Tulane had beaten Kansas State in the non-conference. Mm-hmm. So my point is, I don't think the gap between the Big 12 and the AAC, at least the teams at the top, is maybe as great as you think it is. And UCF returns a lot. Number one, they've got their coach, Gus Malzahn. He's a proven winner. Uh, Auburn's been a total train wreck since he left. Uh, they've got a really good quarterback at John Reese Plumley, who's one of the most electrifying quarterbacks in the country in terms of dual threat capabilities. He can run just as good as he can throw it. All their receivers are back, so they're going to be explosive offensively. And they bring back six returning starters on 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 defense, uh, including two guys that were all league on the preseason uh, all Big 12 teams along the defensive line, which we talk about the importance in the trenches. So I think UCF is a team that can su- surprise some people. I think Big 12 teams are going to struggle making that trek uh, uh, on the road to Orlando to play in what is a beautiful stadium. It's huge. I think UCF will see much better fan support, and they've always been pretty good at home. So remember, they're not that far removed from an undefeated season, you know. And so, national championship air, air <laughs> in quotes. their eyes, right, right. <laughs> so I guess my point is, they're the team that I think can come in and compete right away. So eight out of fourteen teams, I think they're capable of finishing uh, at least in the top half, which would put them one spot better than than where they're projected. <laughs> Hey, that works for me. I, I'm on board. At, you and I have talked about this. It's hard to have like an, a truly entertaining show when we're like on the same wavelength, like right. 85% of the time. But I agree with everything you've said. I totally do. And it makes me more excited because I will tell you this about next week with Big 12 Media Days being on Tuesday and and Tuesday and Wednesday, sir. Or, Nope, Wednesday and Thursday. Had to get my my math right there, but um, somebody's going to change my mind. I'm going to talk to somebody, be right. that a coach yep. or a player or, heck, even another media member, and they're going to bring up something that's going to change my mind about someone. So I like this, that they put it out like a week early so that we have time to unpack this, and then we can change course or reaffirm our thoughts here in a week again when we hear from some of these other voices around the Big 12, but good discussions today, James, and uh, for for a bonus episode. I mean, only our first segment aired on, on the FM dial today, but we had just too much to talk about, so we put it on the podcast. Yeah. Well, let me give you... Let me give you two more notes. So this is podcast stuff yep, right here. This, well, then segment two. If you're listening to this, you're listening to our Spotify. Congratulations. Okay. okay. Well, that's fantastic. <laughs> I just opened the mic. You open the mic. I talk. I never know what's going on beyond <laughs> that, which is how I like it. Um, so if I've got time, let me give you a couple other notes. Oklahoma State is a total wild card to me because Mike Gundy always figures out a way to win at least eight games. Just about every year. Now, yeah. I know last year they crumbled down the stretch. I think the preseason expectations last year were too high. Typically, his best teams are when they're picked middle of the pack or even a little bit worse, and they surprise everybody. They've got Alan Bowman, who's probably going to be their quarterback, transferred in from Texas Tech. Also, look at their schedule. They have five home games in Big 12 play. They don't play Texas, TCU, or Texas Tech at all this season. So you talk about a team that gets, you know... Uh, 
that, that that gets some favors from the schedule makers, it's Oklahoma State. They're always good defensively. They've got Presley at receiver, who's an electrifying player. They always seem to churn out running backs. With that system, I think Alan Bowman could really fit in nicely. Um, so I, I kind of keeping an eye on Oklahoma State. I would have had them about where they were picked, seventh, uh, but wouldn't surprise me if they're one of the surprise teams. A team that I think is going to absolutely crumble this year, and I think you'll like this, is Iowa State. I, if I had like a bell to be <laughs> ringing, I would be all over that because in my poll that I submitted, I have them 13th yep. out of 14. I would have been right there with you. <laughs> I think that Matt Campbell has missed his window. I think he knows that. They went 4-8 and eight last year. They uh, lost an all-Big 12 linebacker in McDonald who goes on to the NFL draft. Xavier Hutchinson, who I think they thought was going to maybe come back, declares early, goes to the NFL draft. Uh, Hutchinson was the only piece they had offensively last year. Uh, I don't trust Hunter Deckers at quarterback. Uh, their defense, like I said, lost a lot of pieces, and this is a team that went 4-8. and eight. So yeah. I think Iowa State's going to really, really struggle this year. Of the other new teams, I don't know. You know, Houston being picked 12th was a little bit of a surprise to me. They went eight and five last year. They have a lot of returners, uh, a ton of transfers coming in because of the Houston market, and now they can sell the Big yeah. Twelve. They loaded up, and they got Texas Tech quarterback Donovan Smith to transfer. You know, Texas Tech. That's the Who other thing beat about them Tech. last year, by the way. Right. That's the thing about Tech. Tech played three quarterbacks last year. Alan Bowman mm-hmm. played, Donovan Smith played, and Tyler Sloth played. Only one of those guys came back. The other two transferred. So if Sloth goes down because they had a bunch of injuries last year because their offensive line was awful, they got sacked more than any other team in the Big 12. Texas Tech, I think, is a team that could really be depleted by injuries. Uh, so Houston, I think, is a team that's going to finish a little bit higher than where they're picked at number 12. I like that. I he I also am a, a believer in Dana Holgerson. I I know he's kind of crazy and he's just a weird dude, but I I am a believer in what he does. And he and, knows this league. Yes, he he's been here and, before. He's won in it. Right. He had a. He's another example of you know the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Yep. Look at West Virginia since they let him go. Neil Brown's has the hottest seat of anybody in the Big Twelve he, this year. Preseason picked last. I, I'm that's something that we'll have to, to discuss a little closer to the season and especially after Big Twelve Media Day once we hear him speak. But with the way their season went last year and with them being picked fourteenth out of fourteen this year in the new Big Twelve with all these new teams that are supposed to be catching up to everyone else and still getting picked last. Yeah. How short is that leash? He's a dead man it's, walking. It's going to be a quick one. Yep. It's good, quicker to me than Scott Frost was last year yep. at, at getting removed from their position. But like I said, we'll we'll talk about that at a later date. But James, it was good to catch up with you and talk some football. We're going to be doing this a lot more here in the next few weeks, so I look forward to it. I'm excited, man. I just saw that a couple of the conferences released their early season TV designations, which... I'm on pins and needles trying to get my assignments for the start of the year. Last year, I had three games and then a huge gap where I had no games, and then they grabbed me for the last couple of weeks of the season. So this year with the conference expansion, I'm hoping to have more Big 12 and and AAC action. But uh, 
that kind of caught my eye just in terms of my excitement level <laughs> for holy smokes like the season is here yeah. it's right around the corner these teams are going to be practicing in less than a month yeah less than a month to practice less than two months to kick off it's going to be here before we know it and i can't even wait but he's james wessling i'm jackson schneider this has been in the zone on sports radio 1150 ksal 106.7 fm and of course at in the zone on ksal on spotify all right